it's off by one inch, one inch all around. Oh. Like it's that one inch in the middle. So the whole yeah. thing is off by an inch on the top, on the bottom. It's all right. One inch for a dude who's never built shit. That good. sounds like my sounds like my honeymoon night off by one inch. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Packers Without Borders, the greatest podcast on the planet. <laughs> Bienvenidos empacadores sin fronteras, dos papás dedicados al amor, la risa y los empacadores de Green Bay. Packers Without Borders, the greatest podcast on the planet. Two dads talking love, life, dedicated to the Green Bay Packers. Go Pack Go! Verde y amarillo hasta la muerte. Hey, this is Eric from the Acme Army podcast from northern Wisconsin. We're hanging out with the Packers Without Borders boys, Matt and Bruce. Welcome to Packers Without Borders. I am your humble, tall, dark and handsome and frugal co-host from Oak Bank, Manitoba, Canada. I am joined as always by my good buddy down in El Paso, Texas, Bruce Edmonds, the tall, well, medium height, average height, average height, average tall height. for a Mexican. <laughs> How you doing? What's going I'm, on down there? I'm good, brother. I'm almost done with the shed. I'm hanging the doors today, and nice. uh, I'm going to roll some uh, roof felt on top of there and put some asphalt shingles on there, and I'll be done after a week and two days. Sweet. Sweet. How does the base look? It looks great, dude. Perfect. It looks badass. And then, and then the shingles, did you just go buy a pack or... I'm going to buy it. So I went to try to get what you said, you know, the leftovers, and the leftovers yeah. were just as expensive as normal ones but i got these rolls that you just kind of roll it out like a carpet almost like turf on the top of it so i'm going to do that nice it's only yeah so we'll see man i'll I'll take a picture of my it's off by one inch one inch all around like it's that one inch in the middle so the whole thing is off by an inch on the top on the bottom it's all right one inch for a dude who's never built shit that good. sounds like my sounds like my honeymoon night off by one inch. <laughs> <laughs> so so Packers 49ers. Imagine what happens when you put three fat guys in the dirt and you play some man coverage. Imagine what happens when Eric Stokes is out there all day long playing CB2. I mean, we can get into all day long about all the missed calls. I know I put it up on Twitter. There was something like 11 or 12 missed calls that were that were really blatant. And I know people say, well, you can call holding on every play. Yes, you can. The holding calls I'm referring to are the ones that actually affected the play. They let the guy get loose. They kept a defender from making a sack or making a play on the quarterback. Those are the ones I'm referring to. I mean, you can call holding on absolutely every single play. There was three plays. That pissed me off. The rest of them, not that they're ticky tack and yeah, they were, but the Niners got some as well, you know, or we got some as well. But the three plays were right before the half, obviously the most blatant grounding that I've ever oh. seen, if not a fumble that turned yeah. into a touchdown. That's number yeah. one. Yeah. That should have been only three points instead of seven. Yep. Number two on that list and probably the worst was the hit to the head to Devontae. Oh. 
And the whole, it's a mechanical issue in the backfield where the back judge was not in the back and couldn't see it. Bullshit. You see somebody lay down, they throw a flag regardless, just because. And they've, I've seen that a hundred times and that irritated me too. But that, that just, it drives me nuts because the media is not, imagine if it was the other way around and the media got a hold of a Packer hitting, I don't know, Debo Samuel or Brandon Ayuk that way, running down the middle. It would have been this blatant penalty. There would have been fines and targeting everything you want to think of. And you know what? It didn't affect the game because I guarantee you that Devontae Adams, I'd love to have that blue blue uh, tent mic'd up because he went in and he came right back out. And I guarantee you, he told those trainers and that doctor, I'm fucking fine. You're going to say I'm fine. I'm going out. And he missed two plays. I don't know how that's possible where you're out for two minutes and then you come back like nothing happened. You know, Excuses are perfume for bullshit. Yep. And that was without a doubt a helmet to helmet or a targeting or a defenseless receiver or anything, any call, even yeah. if it was just a five yard call. Yeah. Right. I, 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 and I know what you're going to say with the last one was, and that was the phantom PI on Stokes yes. where the guy is yes. just falling. He's just falling. And they're like, Oh no, he shoved him. He exactly. didn't even get a hand on him. No, he didn't even touch him. Anyway, so you know who my MVPs of this game are, though? Okay, who? Let's see if you know who these people are. Adam Stenovich and Luke Butkus. The offensive lineman and uh, offensive line coach. And the other one is, uh, uh, is he defensive line? Assistant. They're the both. Yeah, it's, but that offensive line. Besides yeah. the fact that Rodgers were 16 for, at one point was 16 for 16 throws in a row where he released the ball in less than 2.5 seconds. Yeah. So he kept himself clean, but that offensive line, Taylor did not allow, did not allow a pressure. Yeah. Yeah. Myers Ta- did not allow. Taylor was out there. Yeah. Or Billy Turner. I'm sorry. Turner. There you go. There you yeah. go. <laughs> I was going to Eh, pendejo. <laughs> Did we watch the same game? <laughs> yeah. And I watched it twice and I still <laughs> fuck it up. No, and you know what? That it was surprising that at left tackle they started the uh uh is it Yemen? Mm-hmm. Josh Nyman, yeah. Josh Josh Nyman, that's it. I it was surprising, but you know what? He did a hell of a job. He did a hell of a job. I am impressed with a makeshift offensive line. We're down our two best offensive linemen and we're able to pull off this game. And, you know, one of the things that I, the biggest takeaway I have from this, we always lose ugly or win big. It was nice to win ugly for the first time in, since I can remember, other than Detroit yeah. last minute, you know, the last minute field goals where we never led until the last kick of the game, those types of things. But this was a dog fight and we yeah. brought it to them and we hit them in the mouth. They try to come back and, it's a different win for me. I think it puts everything to rest in terms of whether we can win a Super Bowl or not, because this attitude was what we were missing, right? And even though we only got three points on that first drive, you know what? We went down and scored. We didn't punt right off the bat and give them the ball back and then give them ball back in the second half. And, or in the, yeah, in the second half, in the third quarter, you know, things started turning their way, but a lot of it had to do with those penalties, but it was, it was a badass win, man. It was, 
I was with the San Francisco 49er and he was real quiet that first half, real <laughs> quiet. Then after halftime, when we came back, he started chirping a little bit, but even he said, dude, what the fuck with that call? Like he was even like, no way that's bullshit. You know, on both sides, it was, we were both, both going back and forth. Like, yeah, dude, like I wouldn't have called that those types of things. So yeah, I don't know. It, it is what it is, man. I'm really happy we won and looking forward to this, this weekend, but do you have any major takeaways other than what we just talked about with this game that you can I, think of? I think one of the major takeaways for me was uh, how the uh, defensive line, we actually had one instead of having two D linemen the entire time. That thing absolutely drove me insane. You know, a, a two D lineman does not create any pressure. It does not uh, uh, cr- get anybody to, uh, uh, uh I can't even speak. It does not even uh, uh, the off, the the opposing offensive line does not even have to pay attention to two D D linemen, and so they're able to uh, the guard and the two guards in the center are able to just kind of squeeze up together, close up those mm-hmm. gaps, and the three guys are able to block those two. And you got both tackles out there taking all day long. So instead, yep. what they did was is they put three D linemen there which demands the attention of the offensive line. Now the offensive line has to watch because these guys, they're in gaps, right? Kenny Clark, he needs two guys, right? Uh, uh, we saw uh, 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 Slayton out there a little bit. He was demanding mm-hmm. two guys. I'd like to see a little bit more Slayton. Uh, uh, Gary and Preston Smith. Preston Smith is playing like he needs a new contract. And you yep. know what? Yeah, he, he looks like he's he going to get it. one. Yep. And then uh, Campbell, who is this guy? This guy is all always around the ball. He's always making plays. And he drew the short end of the stick a couple of times, having to go up against Kettle. And you know what? He did pretty good. Dude, side we have a linebacker that can actually run sideline to sideline for the first time since I can remember. That dude chases everything down. It was phenomenal to watch him play, dude. He was everywhere he needed to be. It's really exciting to see how and this is his first three games in this defense and i know for everybody as well right but for him to be signed off of the street to come well not signed off of the street right but as a free agent um and make the impact that he's made on this defense has turned everything around in two games from what i've seen because it's not a liability so you can work on like you said having stokes and jair out there in man and it was there was no king you know what i didn't miss kevin king I mean, no. it sounds unfortunate, but everything was fantastic. Just top to bottom on the on the defensive end. And I, I have to give a shout out to Bojorquez and the special oh. teams. So first off, he's Bojorquez. got a leg, Bojorquez. This guy has got a rocket. You know what I liked? Uh, the best story that came out of special teams was mm-hmm. uh, Alan Lazard. I'll do it, coach. I'll do it, coach. And you can see him motoring on special teams. After that big, long return, it's like enough's enough. Enough's enough. We cannot afford to give up these returns and it never fails. Right. I mean, you and I were talking about the game and it was like, Oh, Packers are doing great. The offense is moving. The defense is going good and cue the special teams collapse. Yep. Right. Yep. You can't frustrating. You can't give teams like San Francisco a spark. You can't because one little spark and we saw what happened. Right. And the good thing is it was, it was one spark, but by the end of the game, and I'm telling you those punts, what I loved about those punts is he did not kick it out of bounds, 
but yeah. angled it to about three to four yards inside and was pinning them on the sidelines to where they couldn't do anything. I mean, 63 yards was his longest three oh. punts. I mean, averaging 54.7 yards a punt and then one inside the 20, which yeah. again, you know, punter stats are kind of hard because at this point we were boom. He was having to boom it. Right. But we only had yeah. three punts and usually you're, you've got some shorter fields where you're going to punt or do something. But in this case, this was him on full display and he did help flip some of those issues that we had on special teams oh. early and turn that's the game what we need, right? Is we, we need the defense to not be backed right up where one or two plays and suddenly they're going to score something, right? We need them yeah. to have to make four or five plays. We need them to, to string a bunch of things in a row together. I like how Joe Barry was bringing a lot more pressure that makes mm -hmm. me feel good inside. It makes me warm and tingly. It, I, I liked how we played a lot more man, but we still did the 2D linemen soft zone and got marched down the field a few times. Enough's enough, Barry. The 2D linemen prevent defense only prevents you from winning. That's all it does. Stop the prevent. I know you want these picks and you don't want these zones and that's how you... That's how you you maximize your chances for a pick. You know what? I'll go all day long without a pick if it means they go three and out a lot more. Absolutely. And that's the fourth quarter. And I was looking just to make sure because I wanted to see what was the biggest change, right? When we started coming back and it was a back and forth, the whole fourth quarter, he had three men in the dirt. There was no yeah. zone that fourth quarter from about the seven-minute mark to the end of the game where we were worried a little bit of what the hell is going to happen here. And they're going to have their four minute offense on there that entire time. Well, no, they, and, they, they scored that final touchdown. We had two D linemen on. That's why yeah. he handed it off. Yeah. You were standing in goal line defense. You put two, two D linemen and I'm yelling, they're going to run it. They're going to run yeah. it. I, I would run it. You put two D linemen there. If my O line can't shove two D linemen out of the way, I've got no business being in the game. Absolutely. And that was the big thing. That's why they scored the entire way down until that, till they were on the goal line, turned into a what you always harp on. But it was nice to kind of look at the game from that that lens and just really try to analyze those types of things. Um, the blocking on the wide receivers was fantastic, yeah. um, which is why we did it. We didn't have a huge game, but we actually broke a hundred yards for the first time in God knows how long. You know, we like. Jones hadn't rushed for a hundred yards this season yet. I mean, obviously he had a fantastic game the week before, but it was all through the air, but actual rushing and pounding the rock. And even though Dylan averaged, you know, three yard, 3.1 yards a carry, um, he did what he was supposed to do. He just started smashing into them and it was all to just mitigate the rush and make them think about something. That's all it was. And it was fantastic to watch that dude. It was that's so much fun. I wanna, that's why I want to see Dylan between the twenties. Yeah. Wear it down. Wear it down. You know, Lafleur's got this thing in his head, and he's got to shake this. Where we'll do the first series, we'll run sixty percent of the time, only pass forty percent of the time. We'll score a touchdown. And as soon as we score a touchdown, he's like, "Okay, put the run game away." It's like, no, 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 no. Turn the run game up. Turn the run game up. We're ahead now. Turn the run game up. Let's let the clock tick away. Right. We were the Dallas game. Dallas is up. This is like the Mike McCarthy thing. Dallas is up by three scores. And what are they doing? They come out five wide, click, 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 and they go three and out right away. 
and they only take 15 seconds off the clock. Come on. You've got Zeke and you got Pollard. Hand this ball off. Come on, yeah. LaFleur. We have Jones and we have Dylan. Hey, did a little. It's time for Dylan up the middle. That's all they should have been doing is just pounding, pounding, pounding. And run it right at Bosa. You want to eliminate Bosa? Run it at him. Mm-hmm. Oh, he might make the first three or four plays. He might even make five or six plays. But he won't be making any plays in the third and fourth quarter if you run it at him all day. I can guarantee you that, right? Yep. So now we've got Pittsburgh. And I know you're going to this game. You're excited. I know everybody's excited. The tailgate 2021, the Twitter tailgate, the, you know, you, you and the wife are flying to uh, Green Bay. Yeah. Going to watch, going to watch the game in Lambeau field. I am beyond jealous. They will not open the border to us. I, I, I really don't blame them with everything that's going on, yeah. but we've got Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh in that struggling offense. Don't get Pittsburgh wrong. That defense is still good. That defense can still play. It's that offense. It's garbage. It, it is, is right hot now. garbage. It, it is. Ben, ben looks like he has completely lost all his mojo. Um, on top of the injuries, right? I mean, Juju is their number one right now because everyone's hurt. Yeah. Um, they've got a phenomenal running back who they're probably going to feed the rock to a ton. This game. Yeah. Oh, oh, they're going to go after us. And as long as we keep three, three guys in the dirt, we'll be just fine. We'll be just fine. I, I think uh, we're going to have, uh, I mean, these are your choices here. We've got Claypool on Jair and then we'll have Juju on Eric Stokes. And I bet you they're going to go right at Stokes an awful lot. And you know what? Let's do it. You know, uh, some people mentioned, oh, Jair didn't have a very good game. He had three or four catches on him that day, and he even had a touchdown on him. This is what happens when you play man. When you line up man for 65 snaps or 58 snaps or whatever it was, uh, they're going to catch some balls. When you run zone 95% of the time and only man once or twice, then your stats look completely different because you're not responsible for half of those catches, right? Right. When you line up man to man, I mean, Jair did great. Jair did great. I think he had one or two plays where he was kind of guessing. Maybe he was left on an island a little bit. The 12-yard touchdown to Ayuk was his fault. I looked at it, paused it, and he was. He just got beat, man. It was a great route by Ayuk, a great play call. There's nothing you can do about it. That one was his fault. Um, But still, it doesn't matter. Look at the yardage. Look at the targets. I mean, the touchdowns are going to come. These guys are professionals, right? Like, He's not going to never allow a touchdown ever in the history, but that's another dude that he kept to under 50 yards, which is yeah. insane to me. That yeah. to me, I, I can't believe. I mean, the Niners, great he the is. Niners knew we were going to go after Adams. The Niners knew Adams was going to be the guy. And how did we win with 37 seconds left? We went Adams twice, right? Yep. Some guys you just can't cover. And that's all there is to it. Yep. Pittsburgh in town. What are your uh, – now, I predicted the uh, uh, 27-24 Green Bay win with whoever – with the field goal to win it in the end. Real close. I'm, I, this is what I'm going to say about this one. You ready for this? Uh-oh. 38-10. Wow. I think this is the collapse of the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think this is the beginning of the end of the Mike Tomlin era. I think there's a handful of things that need to change. One of them, of course, is Big Ben. Uh, another one is uh, whoever their offensive line coach is. 
because they're just not getting any holes or any protection. You know, they, they can't get Harris any room to run. That's everything outside. Everything is either quick screen passes or yeah. bounce it outside. Nothing through the middle whatsoever. Absolutely. Uh, I think this is the beginning of the end of the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. I think the Cincinnati Bengals with uh, Joe Burrow are emerging out of that uh, division. And uh, I think the Steelers are going to uh, need a year or two to uh, rebuild and uh, maybe, you know, get themselves a brand new quarterback. Hey, maybe Aaron Rodgers next year. Who knows? You know, that's the first time that's the first time since 2015 that Cincinnati has beat Pittsburgh. So it shows you the domination. And for Tyler Boyd, we talked about this when we spoke earlier this week, Tyler Boyd went out and said they quit. Yeah. And for an opposing player to say that, let's see what they've got. Right. I mean, I'm always nervous with these type of trap games where they're favored and they're supposed to blow them out and they're off of this fantastic win. Here is that energy game that we need to see, right? The, the amount, uber confident, maybe don't put in the time. Hopefully this kind of sparks something to make them realize where they need to be. So I'm really hoping that they come out and smash it and, you know, just smash it down their throat and blow them out the way that you want a 38-10 victory. My uh, Katrina the the magical Katrina that I forgot that yeah. because our prediction she had predicted 31-24 so pretty close yeah oh um, yeah oh yeah so we'll see what she says I'll talk to her I'll consult with her and find out what her prediction is going to be before the game consult with the football gods you that's know right that's that sounds fantastic talk to the dead so so break this down for me you guys fly yeah, out buddy. when are you, when are you going Thursday night Friday morning so we were supposed to leave Thursday but it has been a debacle with flights where I've had five or six flight changes to where finally I had a call and say, what the hell? So now I'm leaving. I had gone from Thursday to leaving Saturday. And then finally I was like, no, 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 no. I called him. I was like, I need a flight on Friday. So I'm flying out Friday, but I leave at like 545 in the morning and don't get in until Ooh. like 530. So it's going to be a long Friday. From El Paso, how long is it a drive to uh, Green canceled. Bay? Good Lord. It's almost, it's, well, it's twice as long as that or more, but still. Is it? Okay. Just, All right. just ridiculous, man, with the flights. And then I get an email yesterday that my hotel, Expedia, says, oh, we can't honor your reservation at the hotel in Appleton that I was going to stay at. And they said, call us to see what we can do. And I was like, oh, my God. I call them and they're like, yeah, everything is overbooked. I was like, okay. Well, I booked this over three months ago, and now you're telling me it's overbooked? Come on. So the guy calls me back about five minutes later. He's like, all right, I, I, I think you'll be happy with this change. He's like, well, we're going to go ahead and put you in a junior suite at the, at the Doubletree Hilton in Appleton. There you it's, go. And she says, well, it's fine. And he says, it's $500 a night, um, but we're going to go ahead and cover the difference. So I basically got a very nice hotel out of it from wherever I was staying. I don't even care. And I don't remember what the name of the other hotel was, but now I'm officially staying at the double tree. So we'll be there Friday to Monday morning. We fly out because I've got some stuff. To, I've got some work I've got to do Monday afternoon. So I'll be home by one and then I'll have to get to work. But dude, it's going to be a wild ride, man. I, I'm going to take my laptop and uh, even if whether we do it on the phone, but I'd like to do a pod on Saturday there. And if not, maybe what we do is Sunday, we can, uh, you'll, you'll finally be in the same time zone. 
Exactly. So we might maybe finally be in the same time zone. Maybe we do a little tailgate uh, pod live there or something. We'll figure something out, man, for for Saturday and Sunday. But wish you were there with me, buddy. It would have been incredible to go see Title Town. I can't wait. I haven't been there, obviously, since that thing has been built. Last time I was there was 2018, and it was the Cowboys uh, when they went in there and beat us. So last I had a little sour taste in my mouth last time I went to Lambeau, but looking forward to seeing a different result this year. Last time I was there was 2002. Mm-hmm. So it's That's been a, a long while. time ago, buddy. It's been a little while. And then you get, you know, you, 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 you get married, you have kids, you start a business, you, you know, stuff, stuff, life happens. And, and going down to Lambo is like, Oh no, no, I'll go next year. I'll go next year. And you only say that like 16 years in a row, right? What you need to do is you need to buy the tickets for the game. As soon as they come out, that's the way every time I've gone, if you try to plan it and buy it all at once, it doesn't work that way. You yeah. buy the tickets, you commit to it. Because if you don't go, ultimately, you know, you can buy – what we did is we bought the, the game tickets first and then a little bit later bought the flights once I saw some specials, you know, and those types of things to get out there a little bit cheaper. And then the hotel about a month later just kind of went through as, as deals come out. And that's So we did it over the course of pretty much six months, man, you know, just planning and doing it. But it is. It's an event. It takes a lot of planning, takes a lot of time, and it's not – people – it amazes me that they fill up that stadium with 77,000 people and how many people travel there with the amount of money. Cause it's not cheap, dude, regardless of how much money you make, it is not cheap to go to a football game. So no, no it's amazing it is not, to me that, it is not cheap at all, <laughs> but I hope I, I'm not around some curmudgeons. I know that we've got one section pretty much for our hashtag Twitter tailgate. We bought two, two sections, 64, 46 and 47 is going to be pretty much all Twitter folks that are going to be going and, out and, there. And where is 46 and 47? Like, uh, like in the end zone, is it on it's the side? lower bowl off on the side a little, it's kind of angled off on the side. It's not exactly in the middle, but it's in between it's, it's almost center, but more to towards like the a, goal line, the 30 or the 20 yard line somewhere in there, right around there. Exactly. Yeah. Those are all right. Those are okay. Seats. Dude, every nothing seat wrong with that. in that place is, is great. I mean, I've been in lower bowl. I've been up at, I've had nosebleed seats. This was before the expansion, but that stadium is, that's what makes Lambo what it is. It is such a welcoming environment. Everything is, just, it's almost like a college stadium where you're on top of the action, regardless of where you are. So you don't have a bad seat in the house. That's what makes that place so cool. And dude, the people have always been wonderful there. The tailgating is honestly phenomenal because everybody is super nice and it doesn't yeah. matter. Steelers fans and Packers fans are going to be tailgating together. They're not going to be separated because that's how it works in Green Bay. You invite them over, you you hang out with them, you yell, you talk trash, you drink some beer, and and every once in a while you have idiots, right? But for the most part, every time I've gone, it has been mingling and having a great time. Uh, going, I'm going to go up to Curly's, obviously, get some cheese curds, get some beer, get a brat, those types of things. And um, not doing the Hall of Fame this time, but I'm going to definitely do Title Town, walk around, hit up the bars, and then I'm going to meet up with all these idiots and idiots uh, from Twitter for a little bit and see what we, what kind of debauchery we can create before the game. Well, I'm, I'm very jealous, man. I'm very jealous. I hope you have a great time. It sounds like it's going to be a fantastic 
Fantastic you know what, time out there. You know what the best part of it is? Is I get four days by myself and my wife without kids, without any responsibility other than just a weekend together, which we have not had in over two years. Oh, you yeah. know, so this yeah. that's that's the reason I push for this. This is wife and, and dad. This is mom and dad time. Get the hell away from the kids. If you guys burn the house down, we'll deal with it when we get back. <laughs> we have insurance. Yeah, we're fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right on, man. So Packers, Steelers, Twitter tailgate, 2021, this Sunday. And, and, and oh, and don't forget, we've also got a, a possible blooper reel uh, uh, episode coming out too. I've uh, been working on that for the last little while. It's uh, it. Uh, I think it'll be okay. I think it'll be. A, I I've never I'm a little laughed bit so nervous. Hard. I'm a little bit nervous. I've never laughed so hard in oh my, my life. God. Well, I, then, it, then it's worth posting. Let's do it. Yeah, I uh, there was many time where I had to stop because I was crying and I had to come back to it like a half hour later. And then as soon as you click the button for it to start and you hear us laughing again, I, I couldn't even, I, I was just dying. I was just dying, right? Oh, shit. Perfect. All right, buddy. Well, you take care. It's a pleasure talking to you as always. Love talking go, to you, buddy. Go pack, go. Verde y amarillo hasta la muerte. This has been Packers Without Borders. Try and be kind to one another. Try and love each other. And go Pack Go! Esto ha sido Empacadores Sin Fronteras. No se les olvide cuidarnos unos a los otros. Hasta luego. Hey, nobody said fuck the Vikings. What's that all about?